0: But what I forget in those moments is when I'm not completing that commitment, when I'm not committed to myself, I am failing to exceed expectations for who I am today and whoever I want to be tomorrow, what what I think these habits will give me tomorrow. Hi, friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs, building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy, it's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls, showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so happy you're here with me today, and I'm really excited for today's episode. This is our March update on the 2023 challenge I sort of created for me and for you. So if you're new here or you don't know what I'm talking about, let me give you a quick debrief before I dive into the podcast. So at the beginning of the year, when I was setting my goals for this year, I had realized that... Last year, as I was reflecting on those goals and what I had and hadn't achieved, I realized that it was the first year in my life where I had really achieved a lot of my like major, major goals that I had set for myself. I had achieved new income goals, new client goals, new business goals, new personal goals. And overall, it was just a really successful and transformative year. And when I was reflecting on that, and setting my new goals for this year, I really wanted to hold myself accountable because before that, like the last, I want to say, I don't know, maybe four or five years, when I set goals at the new year, I did them without really much regard for the outcome or the actual process of achieving, because I never actually believed I could achieve them. So I was just setting random goals for like fun, thinking, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is my dream life, but I have no idea how I'm going to get there, and no idea what I'm going to do to get there, so I'm just going to put it on my vision board and hope it comes true. But last year, you know, I moved back to New Jersey slash New York City. At the very beginning of the year, it was right at the end of January, and I knew that that move and just The new space, the new environment, the new friends, the new life would be a really great space for all of this transformation, all of this potential for success. And I was right. And like I said, you know, it was a really transformative year and it's the most I've ever achieved. I mean, it it was. Last year was like a very big turning point in my life, if I haven't iterated that enough. So when I was setting my goals for this year, I decided I really wanted to make sure I was creating a space to hold myself accountable because these goals are even bigger than last year's goals, right? And that feels scary. So I wanted to make sure I was setting myself up for success. I wanted to make sure I was keeping track of my goals. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a January 1st, like one and done type of deal, I wanted this to be something I could track throughout the year so that way as I move forward throughout my life and as I grow my business and grow personally, I know how to approach big goals, right? That's what's important, I think, is that here in this environment and the the point of this, I guess, challenge or exercise throughout the year is to understand how I can make daily progress, how I can make monthly progress how I can make yearly progress and how I can make progress on some overall major major goals like goals I have 5 years down the line, 10 years down the line, etc. So, I decided to make a challenge where I would track on the podcast and on the blog how I'm doing each month with my goals. And it's not to say that I'm personally sharing like some very personal goals, you know, I'm not sharing like what kind of income I'm hoping to earn or clients I'm hoping to sign or whatever. I'm sharing with you really the process of achievement and growth and progress. So what my mindset's been like, where I'm feeling resistance, and more specifically, how I feel like I can grow and make changes over the next month so that when I update you in another month, you know what's going on and where I've reached more success. So that's the little debrief. That's my little spiel into this podcast. And I'm really excited for this update because... I get to be really honest, and that means that I haven't been doing the the greatest, but I do know where I can make progress. So something that I just finished writing a blog, and it is going to be, this is next week's podcast, the blog is going to be the following week's blog. So the blog that I just wrote is coming out on March 10th, and it's talking about why we stop habits and how we can start them up again basically it triggered this thought of kind of where i'm at with my own habits so one of the major goals that i have shared with you guys and one that's really a big focus of this the, the podcast and the blog as we move forward throughout this challenge is my morning routine and my just my routine and my intentional life in general because like i said In all podcasts and in the introduction, and as you guys just know, coming to this platform, the main topic is always going to be intentionality, whether that's intentional in your business or your life. And so I feel like that's a good base topic for us to talk about on this podcast. And like I said, you know, to give a little bit of background, I was very strong in living intentionally when I was in Florida. It was really all I focused on. It was really like my motivation to keep going. It was. It was my fight. It was my why. And it gave me a lot of purpose each day. It gave me purpose to wake up and do things that felt intentional, that I know would improve my day as it went on, that I know would improve my future, whether that's a one week down the line, one year down the line. And when I was living in Florida, I think I was so rooted in those intentional habits and those intentional routines because I didn't have a lot of accountability in other places. I was working really hard to grow the business. But I was still in a place where I wasn't signing many clients. And I wasn't, you know, like I didn't have a boss to hold me accountable. Or I didn't have clients whose deadlines I had to meet. It was just me, myself, and I. And I was, I was setting whatever restrictions were in place. So if something came up, I had leniency to like push back any sort of self-appointed deadlines. And I think that's why I was really thriving. I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have like a bustling friendship group. I just had my best friend, Megan, which obviously I still have. But moving here, a lot of my personal goals centered around creating that balance between life and work. And I did that. I really found like my solid friendship group. I'm in a really amazing relationship now. I have my puppy. I have a lot going on. Life is very busy. And as things have gotten busier, like I've said to you guys in several podcasts, as things have gotten busier, a lot of my intentional practice has fallen to the side. It's fallen to the wayside. And that makes me really sad because it's something that I've worked really hard to commit to and build in my life. And obviously, it's what my entire brand is built around, is being intentional. So it's not like I can talk the talk if I'm not walking the walk. I can't sit here and preach to you guys about how to be intentional if I'm not doing that myself. So like I said, this is all about being honest today. So anyways, that's the backstory. And then moving into 2023, when I was setting my goals, it was really my new goal of balance was trying to find a balance between life and work again. Now I've created this balance where I have a work life that's bustling and I have a personal life that's bustling, but now I need to find the balance. And in between those is me. I'm I'm what's centered around all of that, right? My business doesn't exist. My friendship group doesn't exist if I don't thrive. So my goal for 2023 was to find a balance or is to find a balance between intentionality and you know, my habits and my routines, and then creating a thriving business that's still aggressively growing while also committing to my friends and my boyfriend and certain things that are very important to me. That's my goal for this year is to create that balance. And something that I knew would really help that is my morning routine. And this is what I want to get into when I reference the blog I, I just wrote. So something that I've seen, and now finally getting into like the February update moving into March, something that I've seen over the last month, and I've, no- I've known this probably for a very long time, I would just say it's probably not a conscious thought I've had. It's something I've known exists in my subconscious, but wouldn't let like kind of rise to the surface. I realize that I have a very hard time with habits and routines if they're not... If I don't have strong restrictions on them. So for example, you guys know if you've listened to these updates, my goal has been in that balance has been really finding a very strong morning routine, one that sets me up for success throughout the day, one that feels really good and and rooted in gratitude and just kind of excitement for the day. And I've done okay with that. I'm building out the routine. It's definitely still a work in progress. But something I've noticed on the days that I don't complete the routine, that I'm not completing the habits is I don't complete them or I don't do them because they're not I didn't have time to do them within the restrictions I set. So I'm kind of skirting around the point. So let me explain. Yesterday, in the last couple days, Bowie, so I'm recording this on a Friday, Bowie was spayed and chipped on Wednesday. It was very emotional. I was very scared. Obviously a very small dog. If you don't know what Bowie is, she's a Shih Tzu Pomeranian mix and she's like less than six pounds. So anesthesia on really, really small dogs can be pretty scary. So anyways, I was just kind of freaking out about it all day. I was really nervous about the whole process. And then yesterday, obviously she did great. She's fine. Thriving again in all her puppy energy. But yesterday, Thursday, was a really hard day. I was just very emotionally overwhelmed. Bowie was still really out of it. And I knew I would need to exercise just like a lot of patience over the next two weeks while she heals and then she gets her sutures out. The point of all that is to say I was sitting yesterday doing my morning routine, doing my journaling, my meditation, or trying to do those things at least. And shit just started happening. Bowie needed to be fed and had her medication. My boyfriend slept over. So he woke up and had to do some of his work and then he had to leave. And then I was alone with Bowie trying to handle her and I needed to clean things up. So my morning routine got put on stall and then I had to do all of these things. And then I had this choice to make. It's, you know, 1030 by now, 11 o'clock maybe. And I think, okay, do I keep doing my morning routine or do I just sit down and get to work? and I sat down and got to work. I decided, no, it's too late. I can't do these things anymore. I just need to get to work because now I'm starting work too late. I have talked to you guys. I don't even know how many times at this point. It's probably so boring to hear. I have talked to you guys so many times about this like deal I have with time and the restrictions I put on myself with the time on the clock. I, I just... <laughs> this is a process we all need to work out together. I really need to like go back and see my EFT practitioner, Valerie, about all of this because I just don't understand what the deal is. I put these restrictions on myself and I decide I can't complete a habit because it's not within the expected time frame. Like I call it a morning routine, so I can't journal at night. What's the point? But there is still a point. There is still a benefit to it. There is still a lot of gratitude to be had for it, right? So I think my struggle has been over the last month is a lot of unexpected interruptions have happened that let me make excuses to not commit to those habits. But what I forget in those moments is when I'm not completing that commitment, when I'm not committed to myself, I am failing to exceed expectations for who i am today and whoever i want to be tomorrow what what i think these habits will give me tomorrow and for me this month that's been disappointing that's been a disappointing realization that's me seeing where i've fallen short and really trying to acknowledge specifically with conversations like this where i'm being brutally honest with myself where i'm admitting the hard things it's making me see where i very much want to improve so Here's the plan with habits and morning routines and routines in general moving forward for March. This is my plan. I'm going to try as best as I can to limit the restrictions, specifically time restrictions. I can work out any time of the day, whenever it fits into my schedule. I can journal whenever I want. I can meditate whenever I want. Would I like to do those things in the morning? Yes. Am I going to try my hardest to make sure I do those things in the morning? Yes. But if I have an early call or appointment or if I wake up and I just really need that extra hour of sleep, I'm going to take it. I'm going to handle it and I'll maneuver my schedule. I'll pivot my schedule as needed there's nothing wrong with that. I don't understand why I subconsciously think there is something wrong with that. I'm sure there's some sort of childhood memory or something there in my subconscious that lives there very, very strongly that I right now can't specifically identify, but tells me that these restrictions need to be in place. And if I poke and prod, I'm sure I could figure it out. So maybe that's a goal I'll set over the next month, over March, is to poke and prod at that and try and give you guys, try and give myself an explanation as to why I set such strong restrictions. So that's update number one about moving forward. Update number two, I want to talk to you guys about my overall goals, even though I haven't really shared a lot. I want to talk to you about progress in general and where I'm feeling resistance because I think that the conversation of resistance doesn't necessarily need to be restricted to restriction. No restrictions. (laughs) It doesn't need to be limited to a like very specific goal. We can feel resistance in all different kinds of ways to all different kinds of things. So I want to make sure that this conversation benefits you without giving you specifics because the specifics are very personal. So anyways, March, the end of March is going to ring in the end of quarter one of 2023, right? So that's one quarter of the year done already, almost, you know, we're a month away from that. So I I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But this is where I feel like a lot of us, whoever has stuck with whatever resolutions or goals they've set, I feel like this is where a good chunk of those people start to kind of fall away and the year is like, okay, well, it's March, you know, I'll just wait until next year or I'll wait until the next milestone, whether it's your birthday or like the half year mark or whatever. Whenever you feel that spark of motivation again, you'll decide, okay, this is when I'll pick these goals up again. So I think the resistance, the overall resistance this month would be to just kind of let things fall away, which is really what I did, I think, at this this time last year, is this is where I let a lot of my intentionality kind of fall away, and I just decided, okay, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow, which, believe me, I am not, I am not a go-with-the-flow type of gal. <laughs> I do not flow. I walk in a very straight line <laughs> with my planner and my habits and my routines in hand, so... The fact that I went with the flow says a lot about not necessarily it's a bad thing because going with the flow can be really good, and you know, more often than not, we're just kind of inclined to do so because life throws curveballs at us every day, whether they're major curveballs or little baby ones, whatever. So, it, I don't want to say that that's a bad thing. Going with the flow, I think, is really good, but. It's not an excuse to waver. It's not an excuse to let go of the important things, right? And if going with the flow means having to pivot, I think that's probably what we forget, is we make a split-second decision, usually I want to say subconsciously, where we decide, okay, do I need this habit? Do I need this routine? Do I need this opportunity? Do I need whatever it is? Or do I not need it? And if you decide you don't need it, That's where habits can really start to waver. That's where, you know, the important things, the things we deemed important at the beginning of the year can start to kind of fall to that wayside and we decide, okay, well, this is too important, you know, work's too busy right now or I don't have enough time in the day or I'm too exhausted so I'm just going to watch TV instead of read. That's where those kind of excuses start to come into play. So that's the resistance I want to talk about is this Resistance of making excuses rather than acknowledging what kind of block you're actually facing. And that was a major struggle that I faced over the last month. So something I talk about in the blog for this month's recap is something I definitely want to expand on in the podcast today. So every month for the last several months, I, at the beginning of the month, I do like a lot of upkeep for the business and I just kind of set like little baby goals for the month that set up for a bigger picture goal, right? So if one of my goals, the example I use in the blog is just an example I'll pull for today. So for example, if my goal, if I had a goal for the year to save twelve the reasonable breakdown for each month would be to put $1,000 aside, right? That's $12,000 for the whole year. So basically on this list, I usually, it's about like 18 to 20 things, action items, all right down. And it's just like I said, little baby goals, little baby to do's that set up for much larger goals. And in January, I checked off almost every single one of those things. I think there were like maybe 20 things on that list. And I think only three of them I labeled as next month task items. They were there's only three that I didn't or wasn't able to complete in January. In February, I am currently looking at this list And I have 18 action items and I only have five completed. Granted, three of them are things I have to complete on pretty much like the last day of February, like finance things, you know, submitting my February finances, stuff like that. And then the rest are all things I have now labeled have to do next month. And that's where I have noticed the I have no time excuse really coming up. So let me also say... I want to try and argue both sides and find a resolution within that. So February has also this last month has also been one of the best months for the creative studio as of yet. If you didn't know, I recently had to put up, I want to say sometime in the middle of February, I had to put up a notice on the creative studio site that we are now booked out until March and we're booking, you know, Q2 and on, which is just absolutely fucking phenomenal. Like I I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe it. Like, this is so great. I have over a dozen active clients between the branding and coaching. And that's phenomenal. That's amazing. So yeah, time is really restricted. I also, you know, have a personal life where I have a dog and a boyfriend and friends and I go out and I work out and I do all these things, right? So again, that balance, trying to finagle this balance, trying to find the right balance. And I think just really quickly something that popped in my head to say would be balance doesn't need to be a restriction to this is what works every single day. I think the word balance is definitely a sort of ebb and flow to the day-to-day life because there might be one day where I'm extremely busy on calls all day or in appointments or whatever. There might be other days where I'm really chill and relaxed and maybe my habits are more pronounced on those days. But anyways, going back to this list, so, February, I was only able to complete about in total. I completed my finances. So, it was eight out of the 18. So, 10 things I had to move to next month. Two of those things are of the client's resolve two of my clients had to push back their launch dates i really wanted to close out their projects in february but they couldn't get certain things to me in time so they're in march so that leaves eight action items eight baby goals that i was unable to complete in february and i told myself i kept looking at that list i look at that list every single morning because that list is at the top of my weekly to-do list on notion so i see it every single day And I kept looking at that list and I was like, is there anything I can do on here today? And I was just like, no, I don't have time. Like this client takes precedence over this project or I need to do this before I can get this done. Even content creation, this podcast, the blog, Instagram updates. I mean, I haven't even posted on my Instagram in months. I haven't posted on my Instagram since I got my new headshots done. Like no reels, no nothing. And that's a whole different story. I'm probably gonna do a fear of social media podcast soon <laughs> because uh, that's been something on my mind lately. but anyways, I like haven't had time to do any sort of content. I, there's the excuse. I'm catching myself as I say it. I do have time. I'm just not prioritizing it. my priorities are out of whack right now. I keep telling myself I don't have time or you know something is more important than the things on these to-do lists. And while that may be true, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. While that might be the case at the moment, there is a reason as to why these things are on my master, like big February goal list versus the little baby things I need to get done on a day to day. If I tell myself consistently, it's fine if I say, okay, I have to do that tomorrow because I just don't have time today. And then I actually do it tomorrow. But if I tell myself consistently, which obviously I did because these things are not done in February, they're now getting pushed to next month, if I tell myself consistently I don't have time to get things done that will move the needle, that will help me move forward towards a much larger goal, that is resistance. That is some sort of block coming up to tell me you're telling yourself these things aren't important enough or you can't get them done because you have a fear of what result they'll bring. So how do we get through that resistance? How do we push through and create a new narrative to let us believe, let us feel comfortable accomplishing these things? Tapping. I'm sure you didn't guess I would say that. EFT tapping. Journaling. Something that has helped me immensely With my goals and just kind of with processing, like I told you guys, something I love about this podcast and recording is that I actively come to resolutions while I'm having these conversations. Something that's really helped me over the last month is, or over the last two months when I am doing my morning routine has been my journaling. I use my Notion. I use my daily planner and Notion to journal. And I set a timer for 15 minutes and I just free write the shit out of whatever I'm thinking. It's very blunt. It's very, very honest. I am completely honest about how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and the reasons or ways I can resolve it. And that's been a very productive 15 minutes of my day. It's been very cathartic, but also very telling in the ways of why I'm feeling resistance to certain things and how I can improve. Something... You guys, I, I can't stress this enough. The biggest thing that has helped me live more intentionally, helped me make progress in my life, helped me, helped me become someone I am so proud of is how brutally fucking honest I am with myself. Like I I cannot stress to you enough how much I just used to bluntly and plainly, outright knowingly lie to myself. I would just tell myself, no, 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 I'm fine. Like that's not the reason. And I would believe those lies. I was so good at lying to myself that I would believe my own lies. And that's something I worked on in EFT for a very long time. And now I'm just, there is nothing more beneficial than just being very honest with yourself. Even if in the moment it feels embarrassing, it feels annoying, you're upset with yourself, you're pissed with yourself, you're sad, whatever emotions it brings up in the moment. You can process because you're acknowledging them. But if you lie to yourself and say, oh no, I'm not resistance to that. I just, like, I really don't have time or whatever, whatever resistance, whatever excuses you're making up to not be honest with yourself, that's why you're not making progress. That's why you're not moving forward. That's why you're not achieving your goals. Whew, that was honest. <laughs> Anyways, so getting back to what I was saying in the resistance aspect, Journaling has really helped. It's a way where I'm just brutally honest with myself for 15 minutes. I free write, I process, I come to resolutions during that time. Obviously, I can go over 15 minutes, but I try and make 15 minutes the minimum each morning. And that's something that's really helped because I'm processing day-to-day emotions by writing them out. And that's helped me also track my goals. That's also been like kind of my own personal journal to this challenge, to what I'm talking to you guys about today. So that's something I would strongly suggest, being brutally honest with yourself in journaling or self-talk, whether that's like you sit down and just have your morning cup of coffee and, you know, think through things, but doing it in a very honest way, whatever works for you. Resistance does not come up. There is no resistance. There is no false resistance. There is no, I don't have enough time for this. I don't, or I can't do this, or... Something's in my way of this or whatever. The blocks we put in front of us don't actually exist. Blocks are always emotional and mental. They do not appear in the form of time or money or people or anything. They're not physical obstacles. We can always, always, always find a way around time, money, expectations, yeses and nos, whatever it is. We can always find a way around those. We can always pivot. We can always maneuver. But what we can't maneuver around is our own internal blocks. We can't challenge ourselves if we're not honest, if we're not acknowledging what the actual block is. So I strongly encourage you as you move into March, as you move into the next month of your goal setting and achieving you know those resolutions that you made, those goals that you set down at January 1st, I encourage you to ask yourself, why hasn't this goal been achieved yet? Or why, even even go smaller, why hasn't progress been made on this goal yet? And how can I be honest with myself here and now? And how can I break through this resistance to move forward? What is the resistance? Ask yourself, get honest, literally write down this. What is the resistance? And write down your response. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be angry. Don't feel sad. Don't, don't feel any negativity towards it. Because you being honest with yourself is the most badass, best thing you can do for yourself. Because it takes a lot of balls to be honest with yourself. Let me tell you. It really does. If I've never said that before, it surely does. So, I think that's my February update for you guys. I feel really good. I feel like this podcast was top notch. 10 out of 10. I feel really excited. Because, again, this honesty with myself. This honesty of saying it and admitting it not only to myself, but to a bunch of strangers really helps me believe that I can keep growing. I can keep changing. I know what the resistance is. I know why I'm telling myself I don't have enough time or I rather watch TV or I rather you know go do something else, whatever it is. I know why it's there and I know how to remedy that now. So very excited for the March update. I'll do that at the beginning of April. That'll be the first podcast of April. I hope you guys keep following along. I have some really exciting podcast topics coming up. And I do have some exciting guests coming up this year. Not in the immediate future, but I do have some in the woodworks that will be some very exciting guests. So stay tuned for all of that. And you guys know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.